the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Chaitlin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and welcome to Hump Day. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And, and make sure wherever you're listening, make, make, make sure you follow us. Get out to allamericangold.com. Make it part of your daily routine. Keep yourself in the know Follow our podcast, uh, follow us on YouTube, just follow us everywhere that we may be because you never know uh, what may be happening. One of the things that uh, we're working on is we may be starting to do, not every day, but uh, two or three days a week, we may be doing some short little uh, segments that we'll be putting out there for you. So make sure you get down there, uh, follow us wherever we may be because when the news breaks, we want to make sure you guys are getting what you need to know out there. And, Jason, it seems like news can break at any moment, at any time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You, you just got to be ready. I mean, yesterday, absolutely brutal. Just a brutal, brutal day. Uh, you're talking about the, the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ down 4 and 5% in a single day. Bitcoin was down 10% in a single day. Uh, silver was the star of the show. Uh, right now, silver, like 1960, silver uh, really showing some strength here. Uh, gold was down, but gold was down about a percent, percent and a half. And I think the, the pattern that we will see, because there's a lot more pain coming for equities uh, as these bond yields continue to escalate. We've got more inflation data today to get to today we got the producer prices we'll get to that in a minute but but jason i think this is going to be what we see when we we really see these big down days the key to all of it is making sure you're in the right position to where what you have is down a whole lot less than what everybody else has right well i think one of the reasons we haven't seen a massive market crash uh, because in a lot of ways there is a market, there's a huge market crash uh, already going on. It really is. But uh, we understand that uh, having hard assets like gold and silver is, is a place to, to stay safe. But a lot of guys that don't get this, you know, the Wall Streeter guys, uh, their flight to safety is blue chip, blue chip stocks and things like that. Hey, uh, I'm not going to experiment with these, this new startup company. I'm going to sell all that and I'll put it into, into Apple, right? And and so. The, the markets are, are weak, and we, we talked all during 2021, Joe, about how the, the small and mid-cap stocks were being just completely destroyed, which they are. When the blue-chip stocks get sold off because people are really fearing, that's when you're going to see things really get crazy. It's going to happen, Joe, because they're raising interest rates. They're not printing money, so it's going to happen. And Joe and I were talking uh, before the show, and we just don't know. Is, is it, is, is it, are we going to get a, a big leg down in the midterms, uh, is it going to is it going to be kind of sideways sailing for the next couple of years until a Republican gets in? We just don't know the timing of it. And so, one of the things we used to say all the time, which we should bring back on, which is, it's always better to buy a year too early than 
than one day late, Joe. Yeah, October is almost here. And, and again, I, I, I just have this feeling they're trying to hold this thing together to get through this midterm election. Uh, and, and then it's, it's really Katie by the door then because the strategic oil reserve, we've been all over that story. This is, it's an incredible amount of oil that they've been supplementing the market. Just to give you a few updates, because this is really important. Yesterday, the Biden administration, people are, are, are paying attention. People are starting to listen, uh, to what Jason and I have been saying, because the Biden administration yesterday, because the big problem is, okay, you're draining this thing. We've got to stop because we're going to run out. But the way it works is the oil's got to get put back. So the Biden administration yesterday, this is, again, idiocracy ruling the day, Jason, says that, hey, if oil gets to $80, uh, we'll start refilling uh, the strategic oil reserve, essentially saying to everybody, hey, guess what? Oil's not going to go below 80 right? That's, that, that's the lowest we're going to allow it to go. And, of course, uh, what's happening now, I don't even, the problem is, I don't think oil gets to 80 for that for them to be able to refill it at 80. Why do I have this horrible feeling that eventually we're going to have to bite the bullet and start refilling the reserve at 100, 120, 130? J.P. Morgan came out today, reiterated that $150 oil call. So, so believe me, I know it looks on the surface like they fixed it, but Jason, all as they did is pull the horrible trick on everybody. And, and stole oil out of the reserve, and I'm calling it theft, stealing it out of the reserve, forcing us to buy it back at much higher prices, and at the same time, essentially said, uh, because, you know, oil, believe it or not, what was it, last week? Got to like $82, $81. Essentially, they said, that's it, that's the floor. Oil's not going to go any lower than that. And, and really, what they're, what they're telling you, get ready to pay a lot more for gasoline again. It's false scarcity, Joe. They, they could fill that thing up right now. They don't have to wait. They don't have to wait for eighty. Right now. They could fill right. it right now. You know, it's, instead of instead of uh, spending two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for each wing of a wind turbine to be buried in Wyoming, why don't they just put a reserve there and just start filling that up? They they could put oil everywhere. They could they could store it all over the place in this country. We could have oil coming out of our ears, and we could be a dollar a gallon. They choose for it to be four dollars a gallon, Joe. They are choosing for this to happen. And again, you want to end productive societies. Make 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 energy astronomically expensive, and, and and find out how bad things are really going to get get when we get back. We're going to talk about producer prices. So their inflation number came out. Another listen. The headline number was eh, oh, not horrible. The problem was the devils are in the details. Not a good sign for people hoping interest rates. We're going to go higher. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. The Dow, after being down almost 1,300 points yesterday, up 100 points today. Uh, The NASDAQ, the S&P, they're also up. Not a lot, but they're up. Uh, uh, Silver's up today, 1960. Gold's up today, uh, 1706. Uh, but again, everything is up, but not a lot. The the big piece of economic data. So we're, we're putting all of this together. Uh, Jason and I said, 
for a long time, especially when the Fed was trying to use the transitory word. And really, you got to go even back before transitory. When they were saying, oh, oh, we had some supply chain problems. Don't worry. We really don't have inflation. And Jason and I were saying, oh, yeah, we do. They better watch out. And then, of course, they're in transitory. I, 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 I don't know how many times we came on the air saying, what are these guys looking at? Look at what the data says. This clearly is a problem. And, and Jason, the, the worry has always been, hey, once you're late, if you are too late in responding to inflation, then all of a sudden, Jason, it becomes hyperinflation, stagflation, whatever you And really, this is a, a classic example of stagflation where prices are rising even though the economy is slowing. Uh, we saw that yesterday, especially in the core numbers. Where you, hey, you slip out, you take out food and energy, and it was significantly hotter, which just tells you, hey, guess what? This wasn't an issue of we had inflation because gas, gasoline and diesel were expensive, Jason. Obviously, they came way down, and guess what? It didn't matter, did it? That, that's that's exactly right, Joe. And one of the things, if you're, if you're somebody that listens to this show, and you're looking around, and Everybody has economically, if anybody's got, it's just looking at it honestly, it has a lot of doom and gloom when it comes to these, this, this economy. Uh, but the, the thing is, Joe, is, is uh, we, we don't, you know, it's, it's the, the one side of the aisle that seems to control the media. You know, it's, it's the left side. And if they're, if they're out, out there pumping this, this uh, economy isn't good, and they are in, in, a, in a different kind of way, how bad is it? And I... I look at it this way, Joe. If it was just take housing just for a moment, almost everybody's calling for this massive housing crash. And I, and I, I actually agree, but it's not going to look the same. Joe and I were also talking about this morning. We'll, we'll maybe get into it. But if housing, which like here in Colorado now, housing prices are finally starting to come down a little bit, 3%, 4%, okay? It's, it's coming down. I take a look at it. If you have 20% inflation, Prices of things going up 20% and your house goes down 5%, that's a massive house, housing crash. But if the news is telling you, I see these things, Joe, these guys, these, these prognosticators saying, well, housing could go down 50% or 40%, a 35% housing crash. But if, if you're sitting there as a homeowner and you see your house price only go down 5%, you're probably thinking, well, it wasn't as bad as they said. You, you, you get kind of get that kind of fun, safe feeling. Well, it wasn't as bad as they said, Joe. But if inflation continues to be 20% and your house goes down 5%, that's a crash. And we may be seeing things like this across all the markets, Joe, for all the asset classes. Yeah, it, it, again, this is this is different. You know, Jason and I were talking, we, we talked about the, the 08 crash and then what happened after the crash. Uh, you go back uh, to really, uh, we'll call it the, the tech bubble, and I kind of do this, I call it, Tech bubble 9-11 crash, right? Uh, you go back to the, the to the 87 crash, and you go back to this, what happened in the 70s, and, and all these scenarios even go back to the 30s, right? There, there are similarities, and there are things that are different. The one thing that is very clear this time around, and, and, and again, we're going to get to this producer number in a second, is the fact that we, we've got falling equities we've got a at best a slowing economy 
and yet we have massive inflation. So th- th- that's the new twist, right? The new twist is every time the Fed goes into this rate hiking scenario in the past, it was to try to cool down the economy, right, and, and try to uh, rein in all this stuff. This time around, the economy was already cooling by itself, and now the Fed is making it worse, and yet prices keep rising. So today, producer prices, headline number was only down one-tenth, uh, which was much smaller than they thought. The problem was the core number, hotter than expected, up four-tenths of a percent. And when they started looking into the numbers, let me just point some stuff out to you, 40% increase in prices for final demand services. I mean, just astronomical. They're saying uh, margins for fuels and lubricants. Uh, retailing rose 14% of the decrease, of the decrease, of the, hey, the good news. Almost all of it was attributed to gasoline prices falling. And that's a really scary picture. And this is exactly what Jason and I were kind of telling you about. Because guess what? Uh, I don't know if people noticed today here in Phoenix, gas prices went up 10 cents today. I don't know why, but they did. They just went up 10 cents a gallon today. But as Janet Yellen told you, listen, as soon as October gets here, at the end of October, the strategic oil reserve releases are done. Jason... Gasoline prices are going to head back up here, and I don't think people are really prepared for how high interest rates are really going to go. Yeah, I, I don't think people really get it, Joe. And and uh, we even said, I think about a month ago, we're like, you know what, you know, it sucks that the rates are up, but you, you may want to buy a house now. <laughs> if you're if you're in, in, you know, in the market for a house, you may want to get it now because later he, may not be here, a good idea. Here, here's the problem with Jason's and you know what Jason said. Hey, home prices in Colorado, they've started to fall, you know, 3 4 5%. Here's the problem. Interest rates have more than doubled now. So last week, last week, and this is an old number because it's last week, and look how much interest rates have gone up this week, uh, 30-year fixed 20, with 20% down, with 20% down, over 6%. Mortgages, people actually asking for mortgages, were down 33%. I mean, so think about this. Housing has lost a third of its business, and we know it's bigger than that because every week it's not another percent, 2%, another 1, 1, 2%, 3%. Uh, It keeps falling, and and again, it was over 6% last week. Next week, we're going to be talking about 30-year fix, 6.25%. So even though prices fell 3 to 5%, your mortgage payment from this year to last year, even with that price reduction, is actually significantly higher. That's the real problem, right, Jason? Yeah, and a large, larger percentage of that is going straight to the bank as interest. So, and right, it's interest. To, to, when it comes to buying a house, and, and I, I can see this, you know, you, hey, I got a contract on a house, oh, they, they up the rates again, you're like, you know, maybe we should just... You know, you're talking to husband and wife. Maybe we should just wait because they keep saying a housing crash in prices, and the prices do seem to be coming down. Let's just wait. Well, the problem with that, you got to really, in some fashion, if you listen to this show, you got to think like a crooked banker when it comes to buying gold and silver, when it comes to buying property. Uh, you got to think, well, 
is it going to be as bad as bad <laughs> think as like a, a crooked you banker? Think like I a, love it. Well, you you, you kind of do because uh, if you if all these uh, homeowners, people potential homeowners, are, are canceling their contracts and not buying, who do you think is buying it? Who do you think is is looking at this point in time in 2022 as as a buying bargain? Because I'll tell you right now, BlackRock, Vanguard, these guys know they they don't guess. They know where the interest rates will be next year. Who do you think is buying up all this stuff right now? Someone's going to be buying this stuff. It's like it's like no one's going to buy houses. They they want to put you in as a renter. They're going to buy it. Because what if what if we are paying twelve percent interest on on mortgages next year? Well, then if anybody that's buying them this year did a really good job, didn't they, Joe? And again, it, it is, it's horrible. This is what inflation does. It, it, it seems so odd to have, hey, house prices are coming down, and yet they became more unaffordable. This is exactly what it is that we're seeing. And inside of the, these inflation numbers this month, this was supposed to be the month. This was supposed to be the month that they took a little victory lap and said, see, see, look at our rate hikes are working. We're going to have, remember, oh, oh the, the soft landing. There's no such thing. They couldn't do a soft landing when they didn't have an inflation problem. There's no way they're going to get one this time. How about this number? Uh, the latest data released by U.S. small businesses. And Jason and I have said this. This is, this is, where the real pain is going to start coming. Demand for labor from small businesses has declined once again. And again, I'm waiting for these jobs numbers to fall out of bed. That's going to be kind of that next shoe to fall. Nearly two out of every three small businesses has put their hiring on hold because they say they can't afford to add staff and now 10% of that group has said, you know what, we're actually laying people off. And, and Jason, it is one of the biggest declines uh, that we've seen in this report. To put this in perspective, in July, only about 40% of small businesses were putting hiring on hold. And now, Jason, it just jumped to 63%. Uh, on top of that, uh, only 6% of businesses said they were laying off. That's jumped to 10%. And I think we're going to start seeing even bigger jumps as we get closer to winter. How can you hire somebody if the cost of hiring people is getting worse? And, of course, the cost of doing business is getting astronomically worse. Yeah, it's you, you, every every business owner and, and just every home. You know, every, you have your own home business. You, know, every, you go home and you have your bills. You, you sit down with your wife or your husband, and you're like, well, okay, how, how, how are we going to make it this month? Well, that's what businesses do, and then they have, one of the biggest expenses, well, the biggest expense is labor. Should we get rid of a couple of people and hire some cheaper ones? Uh, hey, we, we're growing, but can we do it with the people we got? How much stress can we put on our work staff, Joe, to make it the next year? Because we really can't afford the next guys. Yeah, so nobody, who's, who's going to be hiring in this, in this environment, Joe? It's ridiculous. And, and, and these are, yeah, this is tough. Because they're getting energy bills. They're seeing it. And they're like, man, what happened here? Uh, they, you know, and again, I have so many friends in the bar and restaurant industry, which is really where, you know, most jobs have been created over the last 20 years. Seems like we've just turned into this uh, economy that we don't really produce a lot of stuff here, so it's all service type. 
uh, the, the cost everywhere. Uh, the, if they provide health care to their workers, health care costs, it's incredible, 24% increases. And, and I'm talking to some of my business buddies, and they're like, it was more than that. You know, the, 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 the government came out and said health care cost up 24%. My small business friends are saying, Joe, it was more than that. He goes, what, one of the guys told me oh, it was almost a 33% increase because of the, uh, of the age of his employees. That's just what it worked out to. Uh, on top of, you know, everything is costing more. And so all of a sudden, they're looking at one of the, where can I save money? And they're looking at employees. And to Jason's point, they're like, I can't hire anybody. And unfortunately for some people, hey, business is starting to tail off. Now all of a sudden, I've got to start letting people go because all these other costs are adding up and my sales are starting to slip a little bit. i got to let people go. Ordinarily, they would ride it out. Hey, it's not that bad. We'll just ride it out. Everyone's going to be fine. Uh, and now they're like, I can't ride it out. I've got to let a few people go, Jason. That's correct, Joe. That's correct. And and. Uh, why do I get the feeling as, as as the months go on and things get more serious, they just keep pointing fingers at wars and at viruses? You know, oh, it's the virus's fault, Joe. It's the virus's fault. Oh, it's the war. It's the war's fault. There's a new war of Taiwan. It's it's Taiwan's fault, right? They'll never point it at the guys that actually run the system, do they, Joe? That's always how it is. Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason. Uh, we've got both five dollar gold pieces on sale today. We've got the five dollar one tenth ounce American Gold Eagles on sale right now at two hundred and forty dollars. If you buy a roll, they come fifty in a roll. Uh, we'll take it to two hundred. In thirty-five dollars, so that would put a roll at eleven thousand seven fifty. Uh, then we have the U.S. five-dollar Liberty. Uh, that is the older series, eighteen sixty-six to nineteen oh seven. That's the quarter ounce, five hundred and fifty dollars. If you buy twenty or more, uh, two hundred and uh, I'm sorry, five hundred. In $40, if you buy 20 or more, or $10,800 on uh, 20 or more on the $5 Liberties. So we have the $5 one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagle, uh, the $5 quarter ounce Liberties, uh, that fractional gold. Of course, we all tell you how important uh, having some fractional gold is. Both of those on sale today, Jason. Uh, just an outstanding opportunity uh, to get ahead of this because, again, the big when's the big move coming? And the answer is really simple: when it breaks. When it breaks, and I promise you this, as Janet Yellen so eloquently put, this, the Federal Reserve would have to have extreme skill and luck to pull that off, and Jason, J. Paul has proven he doesn't have the skill, and luck has nothing to do with it. The cat's already out of the barn. They're the ones that were printing trillions of dollars behind the scenes, and of course now uh, with the, and the other thing we talk about, one of the big differences this time than last time, this cannot be overlooked. 
It may be even bigger than the inflation problem. The last time the financial crash, total debt was about $10 trillion. The Go back to the uh, crash, uh, the what I'll call the 9-11 uh, tech bubble crash. It was about $5 trillion. We're now at $40 trillion. So, Jason, this is a major escalation, which probably explains why we've got the inflation problem, right? Uh, I wanted to say, uh, as we're talking uh, the gold special, I just wanted to really quickly go back. Uh, wealthy people will tell you something. You know, those really wealthy guys, when they, once in a while they'll give you their advice. You know, the first million is the hardest. Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, sometimes you know we 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 try to cater to guys that want to buy a lot of gold. We want to cater to you guys that want to buy a single piece. You know, savings is very difficult. It's just you know, you should treat it like a bill. You need to pay yourself. So if that's one of those ten thousand gold pieces, just to get it started, you can't get the ten thousand dollar purchase that Joe talked about, twenty or more t- uh, five dollar liberties, until you get the first couple in your pocket. Uh, Joe and I have seen a lot less of the smaller buyers because we know you guys are being squeezed out there. But don't let this economic stress going on stop you from taking care of yourself first, Joe. I just I wanted to put it out there because you guys you got to get you got to get yourself some. Uh, to me, gold is a no risk asset. It's just not. It's it's you know it's it's something that's always going to be used. Thousands and thousands of years of history of gold being used as money. You're not going to lose with gold. Uh, you do need to get educated and know how to buy it, and that's what we do at the offices. We give you the advice, but just you got to get started. If you've never done it, get started. Joe's told you guys many times how easy it is to do business with us, and of course, if you guys are cashing out a 401k or you, you got a, an inheritance coming in, you got a lot of money. Don't let it sit there in the bank and in cash. You will lose, lose, lose. Even if your guy out there, and Joe, Joe, and I barely even touch this once in a while. Even if you think gold's going down, gold is not going to go down as much as the other asset classes in this crash. That's oh, not even close. It won't even be close. It'll be a pittance compared to uh, what these other asset classes are doing. And don't sit on cash thinking, "Hey, I, I, I'm going to wait till it goes down, and I'm going to buy it when it's cheaper." How much of your cash is going to be devalued by the time you wait to buy gold? This is not a situation, Joe, where you sit and wait with your cash. 800-951-0592. Get, that, get it put away. And believe me, I think fractional gold is becoming very, very important as we race towards this digital currency. Uh, but Jeffrey Gunlatch was out again. Ray Dalio was out. Listen, uh, Gunlatch says be ready for S&P. 3,000 and possibly lower, uh, talking about the action in the credit markets. And this is something really important, what he's talking about. Because this isn't, you know, we talked about bond markets yesterday, and really we, we talked mostly about treasury markets yesterday. This is the credit market. And what he's saying is, is there's all kinds of economic weakness and stock market trouble in these credit markets. You have to become much more bearish. I'm going to give out my son's number again. Please, please, if you've got 401Ks, especially if you're anywhere close to retiring, call him. Do not get whacked another 25%. You don't have to do it. 602-909-9048. 
he says that, listen to this, Jason. Here's what he says. This is how bad he says it really is. And remember, uh, yesterday, J.P. Morgan, Bloomberg were talking about treasury markets similar to where, where they were at with Lehman Brothers before Lehman went out. So the bond markets, these credit markets, these debt markets, you will see signs of distress there first before you actually see it in the stock market. But listen to what he says. He goes, the Fed is going to raise three quarters of a point next week. He goes, I wouldn't do it. He goes, I would do maybe 25 basis points. Because the Fed has no idea how fast things are going to snap and go the other direction. I'll give you more about it. That's why you need to buy gold now. If Gunlatch is right, this is a huge indicator. We're going to be right back. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. 10th ounce American Gold Eagles. 240 by a roll of 50. $235. Uh, one, uh, $5 Liberties. These are the older quarter rounds, 1866 to 1907s. Uh, 550 Buy 20 or more of those. 540 Uh If you're saying, hey, which one's the better buy as far as uh, price per ounce? Uh, the $5 Liberties, uh, you're going to end up uh, uh, at a little bit uh, better price price, but it's real close, Jason. It's not a, a big difference. It, it, it really is. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong either way. Yeah, yeah, and, and old gold is, is something that we specialize in, so there's always there's always a lean towards that, but uh, regardless, uh, get gold in your pocket uh, in these times because uh, I, I like the fact that you brought up Ray Dalio because Ray Dalio is one of those guys recently that's really just been screaming at the heavens to try to get yeah. people to see what's going on. He's to, got to that listen. that book, The Changing World Order, Joe. He's got a he's got a video you can watch on YouTube. It's 43 minutes. Uh, Principles for dealing with the changing world order. There's 21 million views. People know it's not just us, Joe. People know things are getting ready to happen. So Jeffrey Gunlatch, he is the guy that heads pretty much the largest bond fund in the world. And look at look at the, what he does. He's kind of the uh, check engine light guy on your car. And what he said yesterday is, uh, the, not only is the light on, yeah, it's been on, and guess what? The temperature's starting to rise. The engine's getting ready to blow. And again, everyone wants to know, when is gold going to start making that power move? And I kind of like what silver's done this week, because I, I think I think we're getting close. And I kept saying October, I'm sticking with it, because Gunlat said they shouldn't raise three-quarters of a point, which would be nuts. Could you imagine if, if Jay Powell and the Fed only raised 25 basis points next Wednesday, gold would be up at least $100 in a single day, at least. But listen to why he's saying that. And remember the comments Janet Yellen made about how the Fed needed uh, expertise, right? They, they, they actually needed to know what was going on and a bunch of, of, of luck. He said the Fed has blown it all. They have now are oversteering the economy. He says they have not waited nearly long enough. 
to understand the effects of what they've done with interest rates. Think about this. After this three-quarters of a point next week, they'll have raised interest rates three whole percent without any pause. And he says they have no idea. I'm looking at these credit markets. It's already happening. He says deflation is now going to be the, the big threat uh, saying that long-term treasuries now, he's saying, listen to this, this is how bad he says they're making this mistake. And, and, and again, remember, the Fed's not stopping at this rate hike on Wednesday. And this is what Gunlatch is talking about. He says this economy is going to crash so hard that the, the Treasury notes, the bond yields are absolutely going to collapse, Jason, saying that that's how bad equities are going to be, that he says the stock market's going to fall so hard, everybody's going to be ducking for cover, that the Fed has made, already made the mistake and hasn't doesn't understand the effects of what they have done with interest rates is having on the real economy. Yeah, people need to understand that the Federal Reserve uh, isn't isn't uh, got clairvoyant power to always be the central bank of the world. You know, they, they can be taken out, and, and the, the fastest path for the Fed to actually be eliminated, and, and the powers that be, if they want the Fed to go away, they'll change to something else. But let's just look at the Fed for a moment. Inflation, if inflation gets out of control and they can't stop it at all, they have to focus on that. They have to. <clears throat> if, if they can't stop inflation, they will go away. And it's kind of interesting, Joe. We've talked about the cycles of uh, World Reserve currencies, how they have about a 100-year cycle. Well, if you look at the Federal Reserve Federal Reserve note as being the World Reserve currency, instead of the dollar, we say it's America, it's the dollar. Well, really, is it? Or is it the Federal Reserve note, the Federal Reserve? Is that the World Reserve currency? Well, we're at 100 years, Joe. Are we are we headed for a change? And and with this digital currency, it doesn't have to be the Fed. It could be the U.S. dollar backed by the IMF Fed coin. It could be the IMF coin. It could be the U.S. coin. It could be any digital currency, Joe. If they need a scapegoat, if they need to uh, sacrifice somebody on the altar of this great economic change, it could be the Fed. What a perfect time to kill the Fed and make all the people that hate the Fed. Hey, yeah, it'll be anything but the Fed. It's exciting, Joe. It's, it's, we finally got what we wanted. We got rid of the evil bankers. But if you replace it with a bunch of evil bankers, you didn't accomplish anything, Joe. So we, we could be uh, seeing a, a little trick happening uh, at the end of this uh, great, great reset. And, and, again, one of the other things says do not buy Bitcoin. Wait on crypto until they do free money again, saying that uh, the the crypto assets are not going to perform uh, as well. And of course, obviously, Gunlatch, a, a, a big gold and silver guy, he always tells people it's got to be part of your for- portfolio. Uh, but really interesting comments, because that's when you're going to see gold and silver take off as soon as the Fed admits to its mistakes. But Jeff Gunlatt says it's already happening. The credit markets are already collapsing. We talked about liquidity problems already. And, Jason, that's really how it starts because it's a Ponzi scheme. It's a house of cards. And when you don't have money coming in to support those debt markets, the whole system collapses, and it collapses quickly. Yeah, if you just look at GDP and inflation, if you just look at those two things combined, we're in a massive market crash already. 
inflation and GDP, Joe, we're down 25, 30%, right? That's where we're at. Yeah, and it looks like another 25% is coming. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592, Liberties, the older ones, uh, 1866 to 1907, 550. Uh, buy 20 or more, 540. The 110th ounce American Gold Eagles, uh, those are the newer ones. Uh, and they're a tenth of an ounce, uh, 240. Buy a roll of 50, uh, 235 at 800 951 Just a couple of things. Uh, things are changing quickly here. JP Morgan announcing, and this is part of this credit thing, I think, uh, Jeffrey Gunlots was talking about saying revenues have dropped 50%, uh, just kind of falling off a cliff. Uh, and then this one, this news just breaking here, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. The Bank of Japan is now warning of int- uh, imminent FX intervention. So they are going to intervene into the currency markets, uh, the Japanese yen, uh, which has been uh, really just collapsing here. Uh, they said that the Bank of Japan conducted an FX, which is just a currency rate check, this morning. I, I, and again, uh, they're reaching out, uh, I guess, to their banks to try to determine, Jason, I guess what level the yen could possibly fall to, uh, w- w- where it would still be uh, something to try to prevent a collapse there in Japan. I don't know. Maybe manufacturing is moving back to Japan, Joey. I mentioned that last week too, because you know you crash the yen hard enough, then it's going to be a lot more affordable to build stuff there. Maybe maybe that's the uh, part of the plan, Joe. You can have an economic war with the BRIC nations. You got to have manufacturing for the Western nations. Let's just use Japan again. It worked in the '80s, right? Yeah, well, I'm going to say this: if it doesn't work, so they're trying to, they're just they're trying to stem the collapse here of the yen. Man, if they fail at this, right? I mean, then all of a sudden, all they've done is made it worse. So we'll see. Uh, we'll watch this play out. I don't have a lot of details yet, uh, but how many more times? Again, Germany for pro- probably. Once a week now, Germany keeps talking about a Lehman-type event in their energy markets. Uh, We've heard France. How many more times are people going to need to hear these warnings? Because uh, just like the last time, they they seemingly never see this stuff coming, Jason. And this is why Jeff Gunlance was telling the Fed, don't do three-quarters of a point. Aren't you watching? And and again, Jason, they're going to do that and more. I think Japan is just, they don't care, Joe. I think uh, we, we did that FOIA request uh, piece with uh, Glenn Beck, and, and instead of $5 trillion in bailouts back in 2008, 2009, 10, it was $29 trillion, and part of that was 3.7. We bailed ourselves out $5 trillion to the banks and, and, and to, to companies, right? To the, you know, $3.7 trillion went to Japan. $3.7 trillion. I think Japan doesn't care. They've already bought out their whole stock market, Joe. They just feel like, well, you guys need us, so if we spend ourselves into oblivion, you're just going to bail us out. I think that's Japan's situation. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I just I don't know what this means as they're trying to... I think Japan here. says, see what happens if you don't bail us out. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the position. Maybe. Joe. You know what? That That's actually, you know what? That probably makes more sense, which is... 
hey, somebody start paying attention to us. And if you don't want to bail us out, see what we do. Uh, that very well could be. Uh, and again, uh, a stronger yen right now would actually be beneficial to gold prices as well. So a lot of things starting to turn here. 800-951-0592. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.